the thing. Okay, okay. we're recording. Hey! Hi. Emily's upset. I'm upset. Gee. I forgot to put coffee in my coffee maker when I was <laughs> making coffee. I'd like to propose a toast. Welcome to Wines and Dolls, a podcast where Chelsea and Emily wine and talk about musicals. Welcome. Wine is a double one time drop. Have you ever been so tired that you forget to put coffee in the coffee maker? So you just have some warmed water. Yeah. So if you hear dripping, that's my coffee maker finishing (laughs) cycling through the goddamn water. Hey, Emily, what are you not drinking today? Coffee. Oh, sorry. I was was like, it's going to smell like maple syrup. And then that's when I realized. You're like, wait. I forgot something. Oh, oh, it doesn't smell like maple syrup yet. It just smells like hot water. That's okay. Hey, guess what we're doing today? We're doing we're doing the plot of cats. This is why I needed coffee. This is why she needed it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna be I'll be covering cats, the entirety of the synopsis. The and we entirety. Did entirety. Entire catarity. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. Of Cats the Musical, which we talked about the background last week. So if you didn't listen to it and you wanted to know some really cool shit about cats, go listen to last week's and that, episode. And honestly, I don't know if it would be easier to like start with this than listen or if to start with background and then come to this. Seriously. But Chelsea says background. Go to background this. first and then come listen to this. Because yeah. you're not going to understand if you try to watch it. I didn't. I surely didn't. So. Acid trip. Acid trip. Cocaine. Cocaine. It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> the cocaine. It's the cocaine. <laughs> the cat cane. The cat cane. Because uh, I was like catnip. Yep. Catnip. Yep. So oh, we're, uh, man. Hey, but before that, before we get into that, hey, Emily. Hey, Charles. What are you, what are you drinking today? Just water. <laughs> 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 what Chelsea doesn't know is partway through the synopsis, I'll probably go make some coffee, and she's no, gonna I, have no idea. She I won't very be able much to see me. I'm aware of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Chels. Hey, Emily. What are you drinking? Got some rose bubbles. Oh, I finished some bubbly, mine. Bubbly roses. I'm sipping slowly because I'm old. And water. That's oh, what good. I'm trying to be boring. Vodka. Non-alcoholic vodka today. Neat. Yeah. Not on the rocks. I definitely inhaled Trinity earlier. So she did. You could count that as. I've never I seen Chelsea eat that fast. I was hungry. Yeah. It was wild. Was it was truly wild. <laughs> Look, when I'm hungry, things get silent. I, I get silent. And uh, right before food is put in front of me, I want to kill most people. Oh, so, good. Yeah. I'm glad that I was not in front of you. You Yeah. The food was, so I killed it instead. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. What are you whining about? No, we should start with you. Oh. Hey, Emily. Hey, Chels. What are you whining about? Okay, I'll start. Um, I'm going to whine. I'm going to try to make this as short as possible. But Houston drivers have been overly crazy. Just Houston in general has been really fucking ridiculous crazy. Like, crime rates are up. And it's just people are just acting stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, oh, there's no one else that exists in this world but me, so I'm going to go run over three people. A whole so, year and 18, whatever, however many months they were in solitude. Anyways, if you live in Houston, you might have heard this. You might not have, because I feel like you hear about a new sort of thing that's like this every day, over and over again. Mm-hmm. But over um, in kind of the Galleria area near where I live, 
there are two nightclubs um, on this really kind of thin road um, that intersects with another kind of thin road, but it's between major roads. Point is, some guy was doing donuts in a nearby parking lot, uh, and a police car saw him and turned on his lights to be like, hey, don't do that. And this guy sped off down the kind of thin road towards the nightclubs and ran over three valet people and killed them. Oh, Jesus. Just dead. And tried to speed off? And no, he ran his ass into a fixed object, so the press release said, or the press conference. And they're like, they were probably going upwards of 60 miles per hour. Oh, my God. And so they have non-life-threatening injuries that they were sent to the hospital. But the three valet drivers who were just at work died. Just died because somebody didn't want to get ticket. You sent so. me that GoFundMe and like it is the saddest story. It's like the kid, this kid, literally he had just graduated high school was one of the ones killed. Yeah, it's for it's And he was supporting his family who were both his parents are like or health Ill. Have, yeah, health issues. Yeah. That's so sad. <sighs> Anyways, if I can find that GoFundMe Go fund me. I will put it in the show notes. Well, this is two weeks. This this show comes out two weeks from now. I'm not sure if they'll still be going. And they might. But we can post it now. That's true. Okay. To, well, our, to our Facebook page. Last week, go and look. And yeah. And we'll be there. Go back in time, please. <laughs> hey, Chels. Hey, Emily. What are you whining about? Well, I'm going to give a lighter wine to, to offset your heavy. Cool. Very heavy wine. This is like a super light Moscato or something. Yeah, it's like a little little light bubbly. Okay. So, uh, filming has started again for Evil Spread. Yay! Yay! We went into the woods. Into the woods! Literally, I got a... I was not invited. I didn't want to pay another park entry fee because we went to Brazosbin State Park. And there are snakes, apparently. And there are snakes. There are snakes, yes. There are snakes and alligators and all kinds of bugs and spiders. And there's wildlife in the there's park. There's wildlife in the park. And, <laughs> you know, we went and, and we checked it out the day before. James and I went on a little walking adventure. So I, I you know, got to know it. Not on our way there, I was like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. I, I'm, I'm really excited to, to be going out in, a, in nature to film. This is new for us. And why don't we do this more? Why don't we, like, get out in nature and, like, go camping and stuff? He's why like, don't you, Chelsea? Why don't you? I hate bugs. <laughs> we got out, and we got attacked by a swarm of mosquitoes. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is why. I remember why. I hate it. I hate outside. So buggies, they attacked me. So on Sunday last week when we went out to the cabin that I rented, the little shelter that I rented, um, which was so expensive, um, we went and scouted the area. And by we, I mean... James and Tori went and scouted the area <laughs> and they found a clearing that's like a mile away walking distance from, it really wasn't that light, that far away, but it was pretty far through all this like tall grass and brush. So I have an intense fear of not being able to see my feet. If I go in the water and I cannot see my feet or what's around me, I will freak the fuck out and I'll Chelsea have a panic attack. Chelsea could never get fat. I, I can't she get that. She needs to be able to I see her feet. I have to be skinny at all times. <laughs> yes, I have to be able to see my toes. No, but really, if I go into an element, if I'm walking through grass and I can't see my feet and I can't see what's around me, I will freak out. And so I did. I panicked. And I was holding two heavy lights and a tarp and and my my binder with all my notes in it. I was like, I'm, I, I, 
I'm trapped. I cannot go any further. So James went out, took my tarps and the lights, put it out in the field where we were going to be filming, put down this tarp so we could stand there, picked me up, came back and picked me up and gave me a piggyback ride across the grass. And this is as the sun is starting to get low. <laughs> Sorry to set. Not into, set. The, into the sunset, James gave he, Chelsea he a piggyback gave me a ride. piggyback ride. But no, that's not what I mean. Like we are getting over to the field when the sun is going to set in the next hour. We had a few minutes for good filming. Stephanie was wearing a short dress for filming, our actress, and she had on boots, but I was afraid for ticks and stuff. So anyway, James went back and got her as well. So James is the ultimate hero. He dragged two women across the field on his piggyback, giving piggyback on his back. James is a hero. Jesus. Truly. Uh, the world does not deserve James. The world does not deserve him. Does not deserve James. But you know what the world also does not deserve? Cats. Cats the musical. That's true. Let's well, talk about it. I guess it, it kind of does deserve it. Because the world is a horrible, horrible place. No, I feel like because... Yeah, the world deserves it. <laughs> I'm like, also, I'm like, maybe we don't deserve it because... We don't get it. Because, yeah, we don't understand the majesty that is Cats the musical. Good God. Okay, tell me what happens. I'm Why is sure. it so? I'm not sure we ever will understand ma- the majesty. Macavity magical. Macavity magical. Yeah. Macavity is the bad cat. By oh, the way. damn it. He's Which one's bad the guy? Mr. Mag- Mistopheles. Magical Mr. Mistopheles. Mr. Is- They're all. Okay, I need to know how they do the names. So let's get to the, let's we're, get to the synopsis. Okay. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Okay. <laughs> so after the overture, a tribe of cats known as the Jellicles gather on stage and describe themselves and their purpose in the song Jellicle Songs for Jellicle Cats, which, as we know, goes on for 13 goddamn minutes. Do you know how to go to the heavy side of there? Because Jellicles can and Jellicles do. Jellicles do and Jellicles can. Jellicles can and Jellicles do. Jellicles do and Jellicles can. Jellicles can and Jellicles do. What is Act 1 named by the way you have these lovely I have it, titles i have it titled it came from low wikipedia act one is labeled when cats are maddened by the midnight dance it's like when chelsea is maddened by the midnight tall grass tall grass okay Seriously. sorry i just wanted i just needed to know what we're what we're expecting <laughs> so we're so, expecting mad cats at midnight mad dancing. cats at midnight dancing so what? these jellicle cats are special cats they're like wild and special and they all get together once a year for this jellicle ball where they choose one cat to go on to the beyond essentially the heaven side lair heaven side heaven side yeah got it their heaven their version of heaven after Is. nine lives you finally get to go to heaven but you only get to choose one a year that gets to go to it that's where you get to see the magicalness of Heaviside. Mm. So this is all angelical song for jellical cats. And everybody's like in the audience going, what the fuck is a jellical? Jellical. All of a sudden you just want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then you're. You don't know why. Suddenly in the subway. And then you're in the subway. How did I get here? Wasn't I just at a show? (laughs) So the cats, and again, this entire thing, except for one, there is one chorus Greek 
esque spoken thing in the show where ah. everybody speaks at the same time, which was creepy, and I couldn't understand what they were saying. Other than that, the whole show is sung, and it's like it's point. It's cat after cat after cat. It, this is just it's int- like a cabaret of cats. It's a cabaret of cats. Yes, cat- they're cataray. a cataray. They are introducing themselves in through these different poems that. Uh, Elliot wrote, and it, they're just introducing themselves and trying to win the spot as the cat who gets to go up to have a side. So the cats who break the fourth wall throughout the show then notice that they are being watched by a human audience after <gasps> Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats. And they proceed to explain how the different cats of the tribe are named in the song, The Naming of the Cats. The Naming of the Cats. A man who's not heard of a jellicle cat? What's a jellicle cat? What's a jellicle cat? creepy and I didn't write this down but it's it's stuff like their first name is normal their second name like every cat has every jellicle cat has three names the first one's normal the second part of their name is something fanciful the third part of their name I don't remember so rum is a normal name comes from beyond I don't I don't it was comes from beyond it was creepy it was just weird so like Grizabella is Grizz uh Grizza and then maybe Belle, Belle. and then Ah. Uh-huh. You know what? I'm going to uh, look it up real quick. How okay. are the cats in cats, in cats named? Because <laughs> it goes through it. <sighs> Definitive guide to all cats in cats. Oh, boy. <laughs> a book. The Rum Tum Tugger. His name is Rum. He has a tum. And he wants you to tug. He her. wants you to tug at <laughs> tug at him. Tugger. Tugger. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, they reveal to the human visitors that cats have three different names. One that the family uses daily. Okay. A more dignified name, and a secret name. That's what it is. It's not three parts of the same name. It's just they have three different names. So some of the cats are they have multiple names in the show, and you'll see it if you go look up. Who did Sarah Brightman play? This cat slash this cat slash this cat. They have three different names. I just think it's what was the second name that you say? So it's one uh, this, that they call. So them one is one is the casual. The family uses daily. The second one is dignified. So I love that Rum Tum Tugger. I like to think that his dignified name is Tum. <laughs> Tum. <laughs> and then the third name is a secret name. <laughs> Tugger. What does that mean? The com- <laughs> contemplations of these secret names keep the felines deep in thought. Mm. They're always wondering what's his secret name. Mm. Rather than sung, the number is recited in unison by the cast. Cool. In most productions, the cast will drift from the stage, slowly spreading out throughout the theater, making intense eye contact with members of the audience (laughs) as they speak. When they slink through various side exits as the number ends, with only Victoria remaining on stage for her white cat solo. Yeah. Um, I love playing that game with students. 
we're standing in a circle and I'm like, make intense eye contact across the circle with somebody. Ready, set, go. Five, four, three, two, one. Intense eye contact with somebody else. I love making intense eye contact. And then you go meow. 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 That's what Miles does in the, in the garage. He goes meow and it's kind stares of like, at me. It's kind of like, like a Meisner, very Meisner technique. Meow. 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 Okay, I hated that. It just gave me a stomach ache. I know it did. So that was the naming of the cats. And we find out who all the cats are. And it's still like, wait, who the fuck is what? Tum is my dignified name. We haven't met Rum Tum Tugger yet. Damn it. Okay. I know. He wasn't in Just this Victoria. One. Just Victoria. So the, the f- only normal name. I know. All the cats slank off uh, into slank. They slank off stage. And it's followed by a ballet solo performed by Victoria to signal the beginning of the Jellicle Ball in the song... The invitation to the Jellicle Ball. Jellicle cats come out tonight. Jellicle cats come one, come all. The Jellicle moon is shining bright. Jellicles come to the Jellicle Ball. Jellicle cats come out tonight. Jellicles come to the Jellicle Ball. Victoria is a full on white cat. She is. Yeah. She's like white kitty. What she is. She's just. She's just a white, white cat. Kitty. Yeah. And at this moment, M- Monkastrap, the show's main, narr- main narrator, which I had no idea that was his name. I watched it the whole time and I was like, that's the cat that I'm dressed as in my picture. I don't know his name. Oh, I didn't. I guess. In, okay. Monkastrap. I thought you were Mistopheles. I thought it was Mistopheles too, but Mistopheles is actually an all black cat with like Ooh. some lines that have and like. It has like a mustache, right? No, not necessarily, but it has like his his jacket that he wears or his like body thing that he wears lights up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool. So Monkastrap, though, is the show's main narrator, and he explains that tonight the Jellicle Patriarch, Old Deuteronomy, will make an appearance and choose one of the cats to be reborn into a new life on the Heaviside Lair. Oh, it's layer, not L-A-I-R, but L-A-Y-E-R. So it's a layer of existence. Yes. As a, like an onion. Yeah. As opposed to okay, like I see. a fortress of solitude. Go to my heaviside fortress of solitude. I, thought. I was imagining this like living room. <laughs> it was a layer. They want the cats to go to heaven, okay? <laughs> okay. That's that their new plane but of they're existence. They're going to a new plane. Oh yes, my new God. plane of existence. Okay. And they're playing off the fact that cats have nine lives. Got it. So anyway, the first contender, Monkastrap, introduces Jenny Any Dots in the song The Old Gumby Cat. Or on the mat, she sits and sits and sits and sits. And that's what makes a Gumby cat. That's what makes a Gumby cat. But when the day's hustle and bustle is done, then the Gumby cat's work is but hardly begun. And when all the family's in bed and asleep, she tucks up her skirts to the basement to creep. And this one's really cute, actually. The, the costume is like this... It's like a teeny tiny little person inside of a big ass costume, and she's just kind of like. Bloop, 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 bloop. I can see why Judy Dench like ripped her damn Achilles tendon wearing this costume. Yeah, it's huge. It's big old Gumby cat costume. Isn't that who Rebel was? Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Rebel Wilson was the. Yeah, she was a skinny girl inside yeah, a Jenny large Annie woman's body. So a large tabby cat who lays around all day, but comes 
but come nighttime, she becomes active, teaching mice and cockroaches various activity, activities to curb their natural destructive habits. Hmm. So the, the cats on stage literally throw on, like, very strange-looking mice, like, like uh, the rat. What's his name? You know, Jonathan? Jonathan. You know the guy with the, the guy rat. The guy with the rat. Face. Oh, my they gosh. Yeah, shout yes. So they, they actually put on these, like, masks that look like Jonathan's rat mask and are, are doing their little rat thing, and she's leading them around. And then there's these cockroaches. They put on cockroach costumes, no. and I hate it. I, I love that it. they have their cat head mask things on, too, with these other uh-huh. masks. Jesus Christ. Well, they're not wearing masks for the cats. So They the, have, like, their headpiece, though. Right? They, yeah, I mean, they have manes. Yeah. They do have manes on, like, full manes. And they have these, like, um, things on their, above their lip. Uh, it's like a... And it, like a, a, like a wax extender. Like a wax extender kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, prosthetic. That's the word. And then uh, full face paint, body paint, everything, the whole, whole nine yards. So their nose looks like a cat nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their little whiskers below look like cat face. Okay, so... Um, after old Gumby cat, as, as Ginny Any Dots finishes her song, the music changes suddenly and Rum Tum Tugger in his sexy ass self struts downstage in his extra- extravagant entrance in the front of the tribe in the song, The Rum Tum Tugger. If you offer me pheasant, I'd rather have grouse. If you put me in a house, I would much prefer a flat. If you put me in a flat, then I'd rather have a house. If you set me on a mouse, then I only want a rat. If you set me on a rat, then I'd rather chase a mouse. Sit. He's a very fickle and unappeasable cat, for he will do as he do do. As you do, 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 As you do, 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 and there's nothing, and there's nothing you can, anybody can do about it. Yeah, I love this song, actually. It's really fun. It's a super fun song. Um, So the cat ladies, the the lady cats actually gather around him at one point, and he's like, he's just like dressed in leather, and he's like rolling his... So he's like Elvis. He's like Elvis cat. He's rolling his dick around. He's like... Oh my God. He's like thrusting the whole time to the camera. He's elevating. And he's making these uh, faces. He's making... Yeah, he's helicoptering inside of his leather suit. He's making these like very Tim Curry faces with big eyebrows, and the cats around him are all going... As he goes... They're like... It's a very Elvis scene. It's really cute. I'm looking up cats on just look up Instagram. Rum Tum Tugger. Oh no, I'll find him on on their Instagram. Like he <laughs> looks. I'm gonna put a side by side on our Instagram of the the fa- you know the face I'm talking about that Frankenfurter makes the yeah 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 I know exactly. What you, I'm gonna I, put yes. Rum Tum Tugger and Tim Curry side by side. You're gonna see it. It's ridiculously amazing. Anyway, I had feelings about it. So Rum Tum Tugger comes on stage. She's like, I do what I want to do. And he sings his little Rum Tum Tugger song. Uh, And then as Rum Tum Tugger's song fades, a shabby old gray cat stumbles out wanting to be reconciled. It's Grizabella. All Mm. the cats back away from her in fear and disgust. And they explain her unfortunate state 
in the song Grisabella, the Glamour Cat. understand in the song why she's rejected from society but only i i understood that she's now ugly when she used to be beautiful oh and she she was like so it's a beauty thing it's a beauty thing is what i was gathering i was like but why that's rude yeah i don't understand so she's got this like she's an old cat you know like she looks like an old cat and she looks like she's been around the block a bit yeah and she's wearing this black shiny sparkly dress over her cat stuff and then she's got like a cat uh fur coat over her shiny dress yeah so she used to be popular and beautiful and something happened something went down and now she's just society rejects this cat so it's it's very sad and she sings a little bit of of memory within it Mm. and i was like wait that's not Where's the big part of it? I was sad because then she left the stage. And I was like, well, fuck. That's the only reason well, I'm watching that's this. That's why I'm watching this. This is the only reason to watch <laughs> the show. I want to memory. I want to see memory, which all my students want to sing. And I'm like, you're 11. Please yeah, don't. You don't understand what it's like to suddenly be ugly. <sighs> yes. Well, that. And then also, it's also a duet in the version that I saw. Mm. At first, it's a duet between, I, I think it was the Taylor Swift cat um, <laughs> you know, and the Sarah Brightman, Taylor Swift cat and, uh, Grizabella, it becomes a duet at some point. So that's why it's up here, da, 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 da. And then it jumps down jumps to a down lower, to that's why it jumps around all over the place because the, the song in its entirety that is written out in sheet music is between the two songs of memory. Oh, that's why there's such a huge, big difference in. In range. In range in the song. That makes sense. It's because it's two different songs in the show, two different keys potentially. So it's crazy town, but now I understand memory a little bit better. So Grizabella leaves and the the music changes to a cheerful, upbeat number as Bustafer Jones. Bustafer. I want want to name my first child Bustafer Jones. You want your first child to get uh, beat up on the playground. Yeah. Okay. Apparently. But you don't fuck with Bustafer because you gonna Bustafer your face open. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to raise a bully? No, I want to raise a strong child that'll stand up for themselves. Okay, okay, okay. See? <laughs> it's a difference. It is different. I see, so, I see. So now it's it's cheerful as Bustafer Jones. Oh, my God. A fat cat in a coat of fastidious black is brought to the stage. He's like, you know, um, I'm pretty sure this cat was the basis of Potiphar in Joseph. Because, like, he's very, like, regal. Potiphar was cool. Oh, so I was like, who's I, my, my brain went to wait, waitress, and I'm like, I was thinking of Potiphar. Yeah. Oh, no. Potiphar from Joseph the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. He's the, um, like, the accountant in Egypt. Yes. That Joseph ends up working for and then fucks his wife. So... Yes. It's a very, like, posh, <laughs> very posh kind of character. He's this, like, he's a tuxedo cat 
So he's a big fat tuxedo cat. So he's like wearing this tuxedo and he's Aww. brought on stage in the song, Buster for Jones, the cat about town. Buster for Jones is not skin and bones. In fact, he's remarkably fat. He doesn't haunt pubs. He has eight or nine clubs. Oh, he's the St. James's Street cat. He's the cat we all greet as he walks down the street in his coat of fastidious black. So James Corden. James Corden, yes. This is the James Corden. I think you said Taylor Swift. I was confused for a second. No, you said Taylor Swift earlier. Mm, I said Taylor Swift earlier. Sorry. So Buster for Jones, cats. he's among the elite of the elite of the kitty cats and visits prestigious gentlemen's clubs. Yeah. There's no reason. Like, you don't see this man again. He's just there. He's just there. Because he's at a gentleman's club. He's going to go to a gentleman's club afterwards. So, so he's going to go see kitty strippers? Basically. So what you're saying is he's going to go see... Some I'm pussy. not going to say the word. He's going to go see some pussy after this. I was trying to avoid that word. <laughs> pussy. Continue on. <laughs> Suddenly. Cats. Boom, crash, the lightning flash. So well, that's another story, never mind anyway. A loud crash <laughs> startles the tribe. And the show. <laughs> Sorry, I'm stuck in Into the Woods. Hey, come see Into the Woods. Uh, the cats run off stage in fright. Hushed, giggling sounds signal the entrance of Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Huh, not Rumples. I'm not sure scary, anybody but... should Rumple my teaser. <laughs> But it's actually my favorite part. Rum tum rum tum tugger and rum pull teaser. Teaser. They should like totally be together. Rumple a teaser. So Mungo Jerry and Rumple Rumple Teaser are like brother and sister, and they just like steal shit and they they do mischief. They have mischief. 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 They're mischievous. They're mischievous. And they're a pair of near-identical cats. So they are mischievous, petty burglars who enjoy causing trouble around their human neighborhood. In the song, mm. Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser had an unusual gift of the gab. They were highly efficient cat burglars as well, and remarkably smart at a smash and grab. <laughs> it's really cute, actually. They're, it's my favorite part of the show because they were just like doing these, these like acrobatic tricks, and like they do the thing where you are upside down and you grab your your partner's legs and you do like cartwheels across oh, the stage. Oh, yeah, that stresses me out. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, they are the same because they're also singing about how they're the same. Yeah. And then they become the same in this cartwheel. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, I liked that part. And then everything else was shit. So after, <laughs> after, they no. finish, after they finish dancing and singing, they're caught off guard and confronted by the rest of the cats. Oh, because they're stealing shit. Because they're stealing shit. They're being, like, mischievous, and they scared everybody. Everyone's afraid of this cat named McCavity, and, like, they thought that it was McCavity when that big crash sound happened, so they're like, y'all, stop fucking around. So finally, the Jellicle Patriarch, Old Deuteronomy, arrives before the <gasps> tribe in the song, Old Deuteronomy. Old Deuteronomy lived a long time he's a cat who has lived many lives in succession he was famous in proverb and famous 
in rhyme A long while before Queen Victoria's accession They rumored he'd be there. They rumored it. He's here. He's a big-ass cat in a big fluffy coat. That's going to come back. You need to know that. Okay. Big fluffy coat. He is a wise old cat who's lived many, many years and many, many lives and is tasked with choosing which Jellicle will go to the heavy side layer every year. But so never like, him. Never him. Aww, He's no. been alive longer than the pyramids have been built. Uh, I believe is what they say. He's been and every year he gets a little bit fluffier. A little bit fluffier. Mm. Um, usually this is played by like a huge big bass baritone tenor. Mm-hmm. And in the movie it's... It's Dame not, Judy Dench. It's Dame Judy 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 Dench Judy Dench <laughs> Judy Dench, uh, which is interesting. A very interesting choice. I, I, do, I haven't seen it. Can't judge it. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. So, uh, the cats put on a play for Old Deuteronomy in the song "The Awful Battle of the Peaks and the Pollicles." They did not advance or exactly retreat, but they glared at each other and scraped their hind feet and started to until you could hear them all over the park. Yes. This is telling a story about two dog tribes clashing in the street and subsequently being scared away by the great rumpus cat. Pollicles is a real word. Pollicles. I don't... No, it looks like policies. Pollicles? I almost said policies. It's like P O L L I C L E S. I'm going to look this up. Mm-hmm. So, a somber moral from Old Deuteronomy is interrupted by a second loud crash, presumably from McCavity, which sends the alarmed cat scurrying. They're all scared of him after. Mm. McCavity, McCavity. So after a quick patrol from McCavity, Old Deuteronomy deems it a false alarm and summons the cats back as the main celebration begins in the Jellicle Ball, in which the cats sing and display their Terpsichorean powers. to go back to pollicles really fast go ahead so it's to, this is what wikipedia says the awful battle of peaks and the pollicles together with some account of the participation of the pugs and the palms in the intervention of the great rumpus cat so they're pugs and pomeranians that's cute <laughs> the pugs and the palms oh my god so the cats were scared that it was McCavity, and they all ran off. But then Deuteronomy, sa- Deuteronomy says, don't worry. Oh, my God. Try saying all these words after having had alcohol. Deuteronomy deems it a false alarm, summons the cats back. Uh, the main celebration begins, the Jellicle Ball, the song, the Jellicle Ball, in which the cats sing and display their Terpsichorean powers. And during the ball, Grisabella reappears and is once again shunned by the other cats in the song, Grizabella the Glamour Cat reprise. You 
Deuteronomy looks on sadly. She tries to dance along, but her age and decrepit. Sorry, Grizabella's age. Decrepit condition. Yeah, Grizabella. Decrepit. There's the word. (laughs) She tries to dance along, but her age and decrepit condition prevent her from doing so. In the song "Memory Prelude." Silence, not a song. In the lamplight, the withered leaves collect at my feet, and the wind begins to moan. This is where she sings the first part of memory. Prelude. I mean, Prelude. Like the, it's like the, the, the first, the, the before. But then guess what? What? We have an intermission. <laughs> Thank memory. God. Cut. God damn it. And so, that's that's act one. We just introduced a bunch of cats. Really to, I'm going to leave you with this while you're on the potty. Um, the word pollicle dog is derived from a corruption of the phrase poor little dog. Angelical cat is a corruption of dear little cat. Aww. Psst, go use a litter box. to is titled what can we expect <laughs> why will the summer day delay when will time flow away it's a question two. it's a question oh i don't know um when grisabella comes and sings memory i think that's what that's what the audience <laughs> is waiting for so it's after, delayed because there's a whole bunch of other fucking cats it's a lot of cats here okay. they just keep like multiplying so <laughs> they're like rabbits they are but they never die these cats are like forever Forever young. Forever young. They definitely are forever young. So after the Jellicle Ball, Old Deuteronomy opens Act 2 by contemplating what happiness is. Referring to Grisabella. Happiness is... Wrong show. (laughs) Finding a pencil. Hugging a friend. I don't know. Hugging a tree. I don't know. So however, Jemima, also known as Syllabub... The youngest of all Jellicles is the only one that understands who he's singing about. Knowing it must be Grisabella, she reprises the melody of her cry in the song, The Moments of Happiness. The meaning is not the experience of one life only, but of many generations. Gus, and she actually sings the song, some of the song with different words, up the octave. 
it's very operatic. It's like a little, because it's like a little child. Yeah. It. So Gus, short for asparagus. If I have a cat, I'm going to name it asparagus. Please. And I'll just call him Gus. Okay. He shuffles on stage. This is the heartbreak of the show for me. I wanted to cry. He shuffles on stage as the next cat to be introduced. In the song, Gus, the theater cat. I have played in my time every possible part and I used to know 70 speeches by heart. He was once a famous actor, but is now old and suffers from palsy, which makes his paws shake. So the whole time this cat is on stage, he is shaking. Uh, and they sit him down in a chair and he looks lost. And he sings his part of the song. They sing about him. And then he starts to sing as well. So he's accompanied by Jelly Lowroom, who, his caretaker, who tells his exploits. Gus then remembers how he once played the infamous pirate captain, Growl Tiger. And Growl Tiger's, in the song, Growl Tiger's Last Stand. In the forepeak of the vessel, Growl Tiger stood alone. Concentrating my attention on the lady Griddlebone And my refish crew were sleeping in their barrels and their bunks As the Siamese came creeping in their sandpans and their junks Gus tells the story about the pirate captain's romance with Lady Griddlebone and how Growl Tiger was overtaken by the Siamese cats and forced to walk the plank to his death. I need Lady Griddlebone to be played by Lady Gaga. Please. Can we make that into we a movie? We just need that. I'd to be happen. much more interested in yes, that than just, watching cats. The just movie. the Growl Tiger Last Stand film. <laughs> oh, Lord. So it's so sad because by the end of the song, he's crying. Oh, no. He's like, I was once this great actor, and he's shaking, and it's just, it just broke my heart. I was like, oh, God. Uh, So back in the present, after Gus exits, Skimbleshanks. She's like no lead in this show. That's where they, I'm sure that's where they got Crookshanks in Harry Potter. Skimbleshanks is seen sleeping in the corner in the song. Skimbleshanks, the railway cat. They were fast asleep at crew, and so they never knew that I was walking up and down the station. They were sleeping all the while I was busy at Carlisle, where I met the station master with elation. Thus, he's like literally being sung about, and he's like asleep. Thus, Starlight Express was born. (laughs) They do bring on a train on stage. Oh my God. So he's the cat who's unofficially in charge of the night train to Glasgow. Skimbleshanks is considered vital to the rail operations, as without him, quote-unquote, the train can't start. And within his song, a whole steam train engine is assembled out of objects in the junkyard. So, (sighs) yeah, Starlight Express, part two. Part one, part two? Part two. Oh, my God. That just gave me a headache. I know. I'm thinking about, uh, I'm getting the Once on this Island car vibes, though. Mm Mm-hmm. It's exactly that. Like, they take these gigantic um, umbrellas and they're making them the, the wheels. they're spinning them as the wheels. Yeah, it's it was crazy. It's actually pretty cool. That's when I started paying attention again. I was and like, the kitties, what's happening? The kitty is essential for the operation. He's essential. Oh. He's, he's an operation kitty. He's, he's, a, he's an essential worker. He's an essential worker kitty. Oh. So 
With a third crash and an evil laugh. <laughs> no, it's meow. The quote unquote the most, synthesizer. <laughs> the most wanted cat, McCavity, appears. He is the so-called Napoleon of crime. This is like, yeah, the big jazzy number. Oh, so he's short. (laughs) (laughs) He always manages to evade the authorities. I feel like we need to explain that joke. Napoleon was short. Napoleon was short, (laughs) y'all. He was a tiny man. Tiny man. man. You You can see his, I don't know if it's the actual death mask or if it's like a, a, imprint of the death mask but you can see napoleon's death mask in the history of new orleans museum oh the big white building in jackson square i've only been to new orleans once and it was a very very long time ago oh my god we'll have to go it's so much i know i love it okay so he is always evading authorities he's a bad kitty (laughs) mccavity's henchmen capture old deuteronomy and take him off uh, or take off with the patriarch in tow as Monkstrap and his troop give chase. Demeter and Bombalarina explain what they know about McCavity in the song McCavity, the Mystery Cat. McCavity, McCavity, there's no one like McCavity. He's broken every human law, he breaks the law of gravity. His powers Levitation would make a fake a stare And when they reach the scene of crime McCavity's not there McCavity, McCavity So I saw Cats in Peoria, Illinois at Cornstalk Theater, which is the outdoor theater Uh, Nope (laughs) And the woman who was in charge she was like the main choreographer and teacher at Peoria Ballet she and her, I think she had gotten married. Anyways, she and her husband were choreographing the show. And I guess her husband was sick. So I saw her as McCavity. Because oh. it's, it's like the male big dance number. And I don't think McCavity, is this the white one? Is this the, what I'm thinking? No, I'm still thinking of Mistopheles. You're thinking Mistopheles. Oh my God. Okay, yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. But anyways, so, hang on to that story. We'll come back to it because okay. Mr. Mistopheles is up next. God. Damn. So when they are finished, McCavity returns disguised as old Deuteronomy, but his cover is blown by Demeter and ends he ends up in a fight with Monkastrap and Alonzo. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. Like we go from like weird name to like Alonzo. Alonzo. Okay. He's like, I just got here. <laughs> My name's Alonzo. Your I'm name's old. not weird enough. Like, Work on it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> I'll help fight, though. McCavity holds his own for a time, but as the rest of the tribe begins to gang up and surround him, he shorts out the stage lights and escapes in the resulting confusion. Like, he jumps up to the top of the trash heap and goes, and electricity is seen on stage. It's really fucking cool. Uh, It was really cool. And then all the lights go out, except for, like, one blue light off to the stage right shining through. It's like the moon shining through. It was really pretty, actually. And all the exit signs. Yeah, and all the exit signs. <laughs> so it's actually really pretty. Um, after the fight, Rum Tum Tugger calls upon the magician, Mr. Mistopheles. The cat I keep wanting to for talk help. about. Yeah, in the song, Magical Mr. Mistopheles. If you look for a knife or a fork, and you think it is merely misplaced, you have seen it one moment, then it is gone. 
This is the one where it's the male dance yes. part. Yes. Victoria is like the female mega dance part. Uh-huh. This is the male mega dance part. Okay. Yes. I feel better he's, now. He's also a magician. Yes. And in the movie, he makes lightning strikes. But I'm pretty sure that was an added effect. I, I have a feeling that humans don't usually make that happen unless they're Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> it's actually a really cool um, part to the show because he's like he's like literally lighting up like his his bodysuit is it lights up and then he's like striking and there's puffs of smoke. I know that probably happens on stage, yeah. but they made like lightning come from his hands and it looks super <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid it's is like, the word. Like a Return of the Jedi kind mm-hmm. of lightsaber situations. Yeah, highlighter on the yeah on the film on yeah. the film yeah. So. He's known as the original conjuring cat. Mr. Mistopheles can perform feats of magic that no other cat can do. He displays his magical powers in a dance solo and uses them to restore the lights. And he takes out this gigantic black um, cape. It's huge. It's gigantic. And puts it over this one cat. I don't remember who it was. Drags it out. And when he pulls back, it's old Deuteronomy. So he brings back old Deuteronomy. Oh, good. That that McCavity had in hiding. Exactly. Oh, okay. McCavity had stolen him, but now Mr. Mistopheles got him back like two seconds later. Okay, good. So there wasn't a whole lot of heartbreak here. Okay. So now... I was heartbroken for a second. I'm sure you were. The Jellicle choice can be made. <laughs> the jellic- That's what it says. The Jellicle the choice. The dear little cat. The dear little cat choice can be made. Before Old Deuteronomy can make his decision, though, Grisabella returns to the junkyard and allows her, he allows her to address the gathering. Her faded appearance and lonely disposition have little effect on her song, Memory. Now we get the whole song. Touch me, it's so easy to leave me All alone with the memory of my God. We get the whole entire fucking song. Thank you. And we were just, just watching. Just before it ends. Yeah, just before it ends. Yeah, no, this is the 11 o'clock number, quite literally, because it's like, oh my God, this show is two hours long. How do we get two Jellicle balls in this? How did we get two Jellicle fucking balls in this song, yeah. in this musical? Because they um, have two, the little boy cats have two oh balls. Oh my God, stop <laughs> while you're behind. <laughs> stop while you're, Katanis. <laughs> you're behind. <laughs> so she sings it she tears down the house it's beautiful and one of the cats comes up to her 
with acceptance and encouragement. So this is Jemima and Victoria come up to her and touch her face because she's literally like, touch me, it's so easy to see me all along with the memory of my day in the sun. So she's like, touch me, because nobody will touch her. She has been shunned from... Touch it, touch touch me. Yeah. She's been shunned from cat society. So nobody literally... Cat-siety? Cat-siety. Literally in the beginning of the show, as she's walking up to people, she's trying to touch them, and they like look like they're going to, and then pull away and run away, and they make fun of her. It's like the cat down in the garage won't let me pet him. Exactly. No, but Grizabella wants to be pet, but maybe she's like Nibbler, where she looks like she wants to be pet, and then you pet her, and she bites you. God, Nibbler's such an asshole. She is. So anyway, Grizabella just wants to be touched. She's been shunned this whole time, and she just wants to be remembered as this beautiful cat that she once was. In the newer versions, apparently, we just watched this thing on Instagram, uh, they talked to the touring Grizabella, who is younger. They play the role in a different light, like she's more torn up. Uh, she's kind of she looks she, she looks, looks like she's out. on crack yeah a little bit so not maybe playing on the young side but playing on the I gave up my life for cocaine kind of she side. found the cocaine the that cocaine. the writers were yes yeah so she <laughs> Chrisabella got into the cocaine so, <laughs> anyway she found, she found it back. she found it backstage <laughs> ducked her little little whiskers into oh, it no. oh no oh no so she sings the song memory the 11 o'clock number and it's beautiful and it's awesome and that's literally what everybody came here for and it's the end of the show so with acceptance and encouragement from Jemima and Victoria her appeal succeeds and she is chosen to be the one to go to have a side layer and be re born into new jellical life in the song The Journey to the Heaviside Layer. A tear rises from the piles of junk. Sometimes it's dropped down from the ceiling. Sometimes it's a space saucer. Alien ship. Anyway, it appears, something alien appears, and Grizabella and old Deuteronomy get on it. He starts to walk her up, and then he like points, go that way, and she starts going that way. And then he comes down, and they all watch her take off to... towards the sky. Because that's the British spelling of tire. Oh, so I'm like, is it a tire or is it an alien arm? It's, an is alien, it both? it's whatever they decide it to be in <laughs> that moment. Crane. It was a crane. <laughs> the claw. The claw. <laughs> the one that I watched, it's like this thing, this arm catwalk comes down that's covered in metal pieces that looks like an alien spaceship. Yeah. Like <laughs> the entrance to an alien spaceship. I don't spaceship. think they meant that to happen. I'm not going to lie. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. So... Grizabella completes the journey on her own. She gets in the alien spacecraft and flies off. Finally, Old Deuteronomy gives an address to the audience closing the show in the song, The Ad Dressing of Cats. A-D slash D-R-E-S-S-I-N-G. So this is an advertisement. Yes, for cats. Okay. This is the show that you just spent the last two hours watching. And paid money. And paid money to come and, see it. Come see it again. Like, sponsored by Meow Mix. Meow Mix. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Cats. 
I actually like the song. The the addressing of cats is really a beautiful song. Yeah. Yeah. Play it now. I probably already played it. She played it. Yeah. We have more of it, though. It's really pretty. Oh, man. So that's it. That's Cats the Musical, and uh, that's it. That's it. There's There's nothing else to say. say. So what are the political undertones of this show? It's just about cats. So when you talk about the odd in the dressing of cats, is that like the Gutenberg address or whatever? I can't think of what that's called. Gettysburg? Gettysburg address. No, it's just about cats. But the Gettysburg address would have been made better with cats. That's that's true. But there was a a time traveler in there, you know. (laughs) Oh, the humanity. Was it a cat? Actually, no. It was a guy in some, like, Nike sneakers. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) You know who we wish had Nike sneakers so they could run as far away from this podcast as possible? Not our patrons. Not our patrons. <laughs> God. Oh, wait. What, what was the one thing? we were? Oh, we were going to give the, the Watt Award. Okay, so Chelsea, I said, Chelsea, we should do a Watt Award. She's like, I don't know what that is. What's I'm like, wines and dolls. She goes, no, it's just WD. So we're renaming the Watt Award do, as the Cork want, Award. Would you want to win a Watt Award? I think it's hilarious, but we're going to give the Cork <laughs> Award instead <laughs> because that's better. I think the Cork Award in this show should go to the Monk, Monk, Monk of What's-His-Face. Monk-a-skunk? Monk-a-skunk. What's his name? I don't remember his name. <laughs> The one, the one, oh, I don't know. Oh, God. The, the, he's the monk, monk, monk-a-strap. I think, I think the Cork Award for carrying the goddamn show goes to On his monk-a-strap. Th- okay, monk-a-strap. Yeah, the Cork Award is just an award for the whatever, the designer, the person, the lyricist. The no, critic I, that just did the most. I think Monk is strapped, did the most in the show. Yeah. He kind of leads it. Yeah. Kind of leads the whole damn thing. And without it, I still wouldn't have understood the show. Yeah. But he did his damnedest. He did his Good damnedest job. to make it happen. Good job. Good and he job. Could, and he was dancing very pretty and being a narrator. Good for you, man. Good job, Monk is strapped. I, I couldn't do Sorry, it. Sorry, we couldn't remember your name. Monka, Monka something. I like Monka skunk. Monka skunk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's cats. As cats. Now, Aww. going back to our patrons, who we yeah. would also like to give a cork award. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's what we do. We give a cork, cork award, award to all of our patrons, or Aww. one of our patrons. That's cute. Aw. Uh, but, yes, we would like to thank our patrons for supporting the show. If you'd like to become one and get our extended and extra, not extended, our extra content, especially while we're on hiatus, you can join them at patreon.com slash winesanddolls. Yeah. And for direct links to everything, you can go to winesanddolls.com and send us your best katanas for this Please send show. us your katanas. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say they're due before <laughs> next week. Um, please send it to winesanddolls at gmail.com or any of our social media at winesanddolls. And with that, I'm Chelsea. I'm Emily. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. meow, meow, meow. meow, meow. Wines and dolls. <laughs> I forgot what we were doing with that. Okay.